Ah, snap. It's that time of the week again. It is time for your weekend wrap-up here on the Break the Bell podcast. Hello, beautiful bell breakers. Bill, are you comfy over there? Yes. Have you ever have you noticed something different about I, me? Uh, there's something. Something appears to be different. What's what's different over there? Besides the fact you're going to knock all my shit down. <laughs> Stop spinning. I'm going to make... I got comfort. I'm going to... a chair that moves. I'm going to... Put you back in the timeout chair. Stop spinning. <laughs> Bill's got a new official chair over there that doesn't require his ass to completely hurt after yes. two, uh, two and a half, three hours of recording. So everybody give a big applause to Bill and his chair. <laughs> Yay, Bill's chair. <laughs> yeah, I, I clicked on the, the camera views for us, and you're just sitting there, like, lounged back I in know. your chair, <laughs> looking like you're already about to fall asleep. And, and actually, I mean, since we've, we've you know, we, I mean, the weekend wrap-up's not too bad, and since we've done gone to live on Mondays, that's not too bad, but there were it was a time where we were re- recording at, at one in the morning mm-hmm. on a metal chair. Writing the show beforehand. Yes, a couple hours, and then a couple hours on air. And, and it was also like 100 degrees in the room where yes, you're recording yes. in. Yes, yeah, and, that, that, and that, was, that was, this chair would have made that more pleasant. I mean, that's the price you pay to get to this point. <laughs> I mean, I yes. feel like we've made it. We're in a cool yeah. room, and we're in both in comfy chairs now. That's true, yes. I made it with the comfy chair a long time ago, yeah, yeah. but this didn't fit in the other room when this was all getting oh, redone, true, so yes. we were both subjected to the yes. the metal chairs, but man, I told you to get a comfy chair a year and a half ago. You did. So. I know. You did. <laughs> so that's on you. Don't blame yes. me for well, your this shit. One, I had to wait for someone to give me a free one, so. Oh, gotcha. That's how much it meant. I think this <laughs> this was probably free somewhere, too, or it, maybe I spent like 10 bucks at a thrift store or something, but yeah, I mean, this thing's falling apart, but it's comfy as hell, so yeah, I'm not getting rid of it. That's all that matters. We are here to talk about chairs. On the yes. Break the Bell podcast. <laughs> How's everybody doing out there? It has been a heck of a weekend for us. Um, a- as you all probably know, we live-streamed our road trip to the uh, the Elton John concert in Indianapolis. Yes. What'd you think of that, Bill? It was the live-streaming or the concert? <laughs> the concert, mostly. Yes, it was fantastic, man. For 75, Elton John, he's he still belts it out. You know? He's still got it. I mean, the man can barely walk. Yes, but and, he, he, could dri- he had a piano that drives. Yeah, he, d- he had a, uh, a mobile piano. It dr- drove him across the stage to the, the steps to walk down to take his yeah. bathroom break or yeah. whatever, and then back up and back yeah. on, and it drove him back to the corner he played in. Yeah, and I, I, I thought feel that like... Was, He's got a piano he probably drives around. He has a house piano and then a work piano. <laughs> probably, yes. And he, he changes them when he gets home. Like uh, um, uh, Mr. Rogers, yes. he gets home and changes his <laughs> piano. So uh, we talked, like like we had an extra little live stream that uh, we did on YouTube on Friday yes. on our way there. So uh, if you got to see that, great. Because right now it's not, it, we took it down because that's only now going to be available to for bonus on our Patreon program. So if you if you missed that uh, road trip live stream where we talked about our fa- favorite Elton John songs, we yeah. talked about some of our uh, past experiences we with Elton John. a little bit on the, uh, the Oscar thingy. Talked to, yeah, about the slap heard around the world yeah. and stuff like that. So if you if you want access to that, you got to become a Patreon member, uh, a bell breaker, whatever. I don't remember what we call them anymore. I don't but um, go to patreon.com <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> forward slash break the bell and you can sign up at any level and get access to those bonus episodes, yes. specifically that live stream. The audio is a little little crappy, but yeah. um, we'll figure that out. Yeah, yeah. I feel I like mean, we need to do more like road trip streaming. We definitely do. I enjoy yes. that. And we got quite a bit of views. We, yeah. Especially 
being during the day, it seems like we get more views during the day when people are supposed to be working. Right. That That's they, our problem. When they get home, they're like, when they all get home, they're like, fuck it, I don't want to watch yeah, YouTube. Right. I want to actually do fun stuff. But um, during the day when they're supposed to be being productive, they're like, you know what? I'd rather watch a YouTube video. <laughs> and that makes sense. I, I would prefer to watch yeah, a YouTube yeah. video myself. So uh, check that out at patreon.com forward slash break the bell. Back to Elton John. Yes. Because, I mean, it was an incredible experience. It was fantastic. Like you were saying. Yeah. The one thing about Elton John that he has advantage over almost every other musician his age is the fact that he plays a piano. Yes, but because he plays it hard. He, oh, yeah, he <laughs> plays the shit out of it. But, oh, yeah. but like I said, the man can barely walk. Yes. I mean, I don't think he could have stood for an, a whole freaking concert. No. And if you watch... I, uh, what's his name? Phil Collins is oh, about yeah. that age. He's yeah. like 72, I think. He's around the same age. Yeah. And he's getting pretty frail, too. Yeah. Um, He's having a hard time walking. So he has a little stool or something that he sits on and performs. I mm. think he just performed his final concert last week, actually. That's like funny. His that actual wasn't final as, concert. Uh, wasn't uh, as renowned as Elton John's. You know, you yeah. didn't really hear about, oh, Phil, Phil Collins last. Yeah, you know. I don't think they made as big of a deal yeah. about it. Of course, he hasn't done anything in a while. He hasn't done a ton. Well, he did his last with Genesis, I think, is oh, what okay. it was. So okay. um, anyway, seeing him sitting on a stool makes him look a lot more frail than seeing Elton John behind a piano. Because he's supposed yeah. to be sitting behind the piano. Right, right. And so, no, like, while he's performing, I'm sure Phil Collins performed the shit out of it, too. But he's sitting down, and it just looks makes you look frail and old when you're sitting down. But when you're sitting d- down behind a piano yeah. and just going nuts... Um, Nobody thinks anything of it until yeah. he got up and kind of hobbled across the stage. It's like, okay, he's looking a little weak. But, yeah. I mean, he's he's performing every night, two and a half, three hours yeah. for, two, like, a two-year tour. Yeah. At 75? Holy shit, man. Yeah. I hope yeah. I'm doing that, too. Yeah. And then, after you know, after he finished each song, he jumps up and he's pointing at the crowd, you know, and slamming the piano down mm-hmm. and... And I mean, he's you just had like, said you, you had said you're like he looks like he just kicked somebody's ass <laughs> after did. every song. He does. <laughs> <laughs> like you could see him, and he's just like yelling, like "Yeah, baby, yeah, baby!" <laughs> like you, you can tell his heart's still in it. And hopefully, oh, yeah. I mean, the guy's supposed technically supposedly been sober for twenty twenty five years. Mm-hmm. And I had said on that live stream, man, I wish we went during his Coke days back in the eighties because of his energy was yeah. so much higher than some of the later videos I've seen yeah. uh in the last like probably five years. But I swear to God the man, if he's not on Coke, man, he just wanted to give it right for his final tour because yeah. he gave it. And man, I yeah couldn't really tell the difference between his i mean he wasn't like jumping yeah he wasn't standing on, up playing and yeah, stuff jump, but was, like doing handstands on his piano yeah but um i think i told you i was like even if he decided you know it's my final tour i want to give it to them yeah. fully yeah just give me a little bump to yeah. get me through this i want to be that upset about it <laughs> i mean if it was going to be like a scott wyland where he yeah. relapsed in like uh, on heroin and like ended up dying from right. it. That I would have. That a would problem. be tragic. Yes, that would be tragic. But if yeah. I mean, if the man needs yeah. a little bump he, to yeah. make it he through that, he's seventy-five. Up, he's like, hey, hello, Rico. Yes, got a big show in Indy tonight. Give me the usual. Uh, I'm feeling a little <laughs> down tonight. <laughs> I just need a little bit of a boost. <laughs> but just the energy he had. Yeah. I I mean. He he even brought up his own sobriety there. I can't yeah. imagine he would bring up his no. sobriety yeah. in Indiana, where the boy that died yeah. of AIDS that made him rethink his life yeah. and get sober. I can't I can't imagine yeah. that he would go back that direction. No. I think I think uh, the 
the audience, the the performance, everything yeah. is his drug now. I think and so too. Man, he he fucking killed it for seventy five. Absolutely, he killed it. He, he did didn't not... do the Lion King songs though. He did not. I know you were a little sad about. I was that. a little sad. Yeah, and when he didn't do a uh, Honky Cat. No, the two that we said on our show, he must have been listening. It's like, yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> these wankers, <laughs> I'll show them. <laughs> but no, it was it was great. And by the end of the show, I'm pretty sure he was in his pajamas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was in yeah. like a robe. Because yeah. he changed his like pantsuit jacket. Yeah. I, I, he, he wears he wears basically what Hillary Clinton wears with sequins. Yes. It's basically what he wears yes. now. And, and nicer hair. And nicer glasses. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but... By the end, like he changed that jacket a couple times. By the end, he was in like a a house robe. Yeah, right, right. And he took that off. At the end, he was in like a a windbreaker jacket that says Elton John or something on the back Mm. as he's going up the little freaking elevator thing. And then they flashed him on the screen walking down the yellow brick road. But yeah, I I was pretty concerned that he was going to just like get a pillow and like (laughs) like end the night. I, which I would have been fine with yeah. that too. He's just like, I'm just gonna lay down right here yeah. and finish the show. Yeah, you know the part of Yellow Brick Road where he's like, yeah. And he like takes the mic. He's like, you you just finished. I'm gonna lay here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna take a little nap for a second. <laughs> but but imagine, you got two people of roughly the same age. You got mm-hmm. Ellen John, then you got Joe Biden. Yes. Yes. Same age, been around the block about the same amount of time. Yeah. I, I'm guessing Elton John's done a little more coke yeah, than Joe yeah. Biden. I, I would think so, but you never know. It's D.C., you know, maybe, right. 80s, maybe. the 80s in D.C. had a resurgence. I mean, everybody has issues with drugs, right? Like, yeah. like people like beat on musicians for doing drugs. The drugs in the 60s and 70s are far cry different than the drugs in the 90s oh, and yeah. 2000s because fucking you got Elton John. Keith Richards, for example. Oh, yeah. I mean, Keith Richards has done more drugs, more drugs than all the bands of the '90s combined. Yeah. yeah. And that guy doesn't is never going to die. Right. I mean, he's going to be like playing at our kid's funeral. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be playing at his own grandkid's funeral. Uh, But uh, I just think there's a difference in the drugs because, like, all the Gen X, like grunge era. I mean, they all either killed themselves or overdosed on heroin and shit. Right. And yeah. then you got like Elton John who's still pl- yeah. rocking like crazy at freaking 75 years old. It's yeah. nuts. So anyway, that yeah. was our weekend. That was, it was great. Yes, it was A fantastic. lot of driving, yes. but it was worth it. We, we, got, <laughs> we got there literally at eight o'clock yeah. at, at curtain call and there was a line right at eight o'clock, and I'm like, shit. I wasn't even stressed out because I'm yeah. like, we're going to get there right in time. Yeah. We'll be fine. And then we get to the venue and there's a line out the door we're mm-hmm. like shit yeah. and so we you ask some kid you're like is this just the line to get in he's like yeah he's like yeah <laughs> it's like basically like yeah dumbass what else would it be i mean sometimes you got yeah. like the line for people who haven't bought right, tickets right. yeah and the line for people are in like a separate area for people that do yeah. that can just rush through and scan their ticket right. and go which is what we were hoping for but no he was just like no dumbass it's the line <laughs> so uh it was great though. We got yeah. we I think missed half half of Benny and the Jets. Yeah, I think that's it. Which isn't bad considering when we pulled in. So. Yeah, exactly. So we we made it. Yes, that was the, the good part. We didn't get pulled over. Surprisingly, no flat tires, nothing like that. So I want to talk. We don't typically talk about like show business and Hollywood and stuff no. too much. I mean, we did bring up the Will Smith thing. We yeah. bring up stuff as it pops up, but we don't focus a lot on yeah. it. And we we both like. I mean, I, I'm a big movie guy. Yeah, and we both and, pay and a and lot we of watch attention. TV and and yeah, we pay attention to kind of what's going on. We ignore most of it, but we do pay attention. 
So this first probably half of this show is going to be basically our version of TMZ. <laughs> 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 I mean, okay, Hollywood, <laughs> our, our our take on what's going on in Hollywood today, because quite a bit went on this week. Yes. And besides Elton John's farewell tour. Yes. Um, so you had uh, the Will Smith slap and right. all the stuff that's surrounding. Oh, I don't even have the article in front of me. Uh, Will Smith is resigning oh, yeah. from the, the Academy. Academy. Yes. Which people are like, well, does that mean he has to give away his golden statue? No, it doesn't. Because no. from what I read, um, if you're not part of the Academy, you can still be nominated for those awards. You just aren't, don't have voting power. Right. You can't go to like certain uh, elitist screenings yeah. and stuff like Wh- that. Which, I mean, if you ask me... He got the better end of the deal. Right. He's like, oh, I don't have to go to that meeting this month? Okay. <laughs> I don't got to go to the screenings. Uh, I don't got to sit through yeah. that bullshit. Oh, but but I do get still get to get shiny rocks right. again. I don't have to go watch that um, that uh, Michael Moore flick that's out. <laughs> oh, 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 damn. <laughs> oh, man, I don't get to preview all this shit. I mean, how many movies do they get? Shitty movies do they have to oh, watch? Yes. Yeah. So so he resigned from that, tear, tearfully resigned. Yeah. And all. I mean, he's great at... Yeah, he's really good yeah, at uh, he's fake got the crying. Quiver down oh here. yeah, I mean he's been acting yeah. for I mean, thirty well, years. Why didn't they want me, Uncle Phil? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see? Have you seen the previews for the new Fresh yes, Prince? Yes, it's or on all the Bel-Air time. Bel Air or whatever. If you watch Peacock, you cannot make a dr- dramatic version no. of Fresh Prince of no. Bel Air. Yeah, you can't. I, I, I can't do it. I can't. And it was produced by him too. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Oh, it is. Yes, but yeah, yeah I, I saw the previews for it. I'm just like. That just takes all the everything that was good out of. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a good. It was a good show. I yeah. It wasn't. I mean, it was a sitcom. So yeah, you, there's only so much right, good right, right, a right. sitcom yeah, could be. Yeah. The humor wasn't that humorous. It was just yes. funny. I, I wouldn't put it on my Mount Rushmore of sitcoms. It was cheesy, is what. It, it but but it as a teenager, when it came out, it it was humorous. You know, I'd I'd sit and watch it at times. Mm-hmm. Well, when you take the cheesy sitcom humor out yeah. of it, what what do you got left? A woke show. That's all it's gonna be. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it it might be good, but yeah. Um, but, but basically, wouldn't it base wouldn't be kind of like Empire, except for the I've never nephew. seen Empire. I don't. Know. I, I haven't either. But I I do know the premise of it. But I don't basically know the got the, the young nephew from the hood coming to live with the rich uncle and and his aunt, and all the uh, talk about racism. And, yes, and that's exactly class what it is. Then. That is going to be you know. Put into this. The other thing that bothers me a lot more than it should is Uncle Phil is skinny. Yes, that did bother me. I don't know yes. why that bothers me so much. <laughs> I know. But it's not that I don't even consider Uncle Phil like a fat guy. He no, was just no. he was a big, like, yeah. broad. Do you know, um, he was the voice of Shredder in the Ninja Turtle cartoon. I did not know that. Yes. Huh. Yes. But. <laughs> He was just a powerful dude. Yeah, he was. And then he had a soft side as well. Yes. And when yep. you take that away, right? Yeah, it, it was like his physique was like the embodiment yes. of his character. And now he's the like the same size as the Will mm-hmm. Smith character, and, and it just isn't the same. No, so, not at all. So and Carlton's not nearly as as dorky. Yes. Yeah. Nobody plays. Uh, uh, you can't have Carlton. Yeah. Without Carlton, what's yes. the dude's name that plays him? Uh, Alfonso Ribeiro. Yeah. There you go. Yes. I mean. Is he going to even do the Carlton dance? Probably not. I mean, if you take the Carlton dance yeah. away, do you got anything no. left? But no. anyway, leave some of that stuff alone. So Will Smith is gone from yes. the academies, I guess. Whatever. Who who fucking cares? Right, right. It doesn't affect us. This next news I care so much more about. Yes. Than Will Smith. Anything really to yeah. do with Will Smith is Bruce Willis stepping away 
due to yeah. It says brain damage, but it it he has a brain disease. Yes, he has a form of dementia, basically. And yeah. So this is from the Daily Beast. It says Bruce Willis is stepping away from acting due to brain damage. And this one, this one hit me in the feelers because I've always been a Bruce Willis oh, fan. Yeah. We all grew up yeah. on Bruce Willis. He was, I mean, he was he was you know the '80s guy. I mean, he was an action star, '80s action star that sure. was on par with. Well, you saw the Expendables. Yeah, he was there with Arnold and Brute and. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, I mean, talk about mega star, yeah. mega Hollywood actor. Yeah. Um, but then he had his his like drama movies yeah. too that I thought he was fantastic yeah. in those too. And his my, comedies. My top favorite um Bruce Willis movie is Disney's The Kid. Yeah. I, I love Die Hard. You I know, love, I've never seen it. it. you got to it's like I, the most underrated Bruce Willis movie of all really? time. Okay. It he's just so like his humor is so dry. It's it it's great. You gotta go. You need to go watch it. Okay. I think it's on it's Disney+. It's on Disney+. Plus. Plus? Pretty sure, because okay. I introduced my kids to it uh, last month. So uh, this says, Bruce Willis is stepping away from acting due to brain damage. It says, uh, and, and he's looking frail, too. I haven't seen him in a I couple of years. Well, and because the only thing he, let's see, the only movies he's had really come out has been, like, direct-to-streaming. Yeah. And we don't watch any of those, Yeah, typically. Uh, we're going to talk about that, because... Uh, that caught me off guard, too. Anyway, actor Bruce Willis has been diagnosed with aphasia, a language disorder caused by brain damage, and will be stepping away from acting. Are we talking, like, um, like Ozzy Osbourne-type language? Is that what he's going to be spilling out here soon, or will he not be able to talk at all? I... I, I... I, I don't know how that works. Oh, I've okay, not, okay. These diseases coming up that everybody's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I know what that yeah, is. That, like, I've, I've never, never heard, heard of it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, says, to Bruce's amazing supporters, so this is his family talking, to Bruce's amazing supporters, as a family, we wanted to share that our beloved Bruce has been experiencing some health issues and has recently been diagnosed with aphasia, which is impacting his cognitive abilities. And it makes me think it's pretty serious, the fact that his family's coming out and giving this announcement and not Bruce Willis himself. Yes, this is true. If it was was just like, um, like Michael J. Fox, when he was first starting to have noticeable symptoms of Parkinson's yes. disease. Yeah. He came out, He didn't, his family didn't come out and be like, hey, Michael J. Fox is stepping down from whatever, what was that show he was on? Um, the uh, um, city, uh, oh gosh, what was, I, he was the, the city person. Yeah. I, Spin I, City. Spin City, there That's you go. That's it, yes. Yeah, when they come out and they're like, hey, Michael J. Fox, they, they didn't come out and be like, our beloved Michael is stepping down because of Parkinson's. No, he probably came out and announced it himself. Yeah. The fact that Bruce Willis didn't announce it makes me think All this is pretty bad. All it says is that it affects the ability to express and understand the written and spoken language. Usually happens either after a stroke or a head injury or, yeah. or from a slowly growing brain tumor. Oh, that's not good. Well, remember when Malcolm Young stepped down, it was... The band that announced Malcolm Young was stepping down from ACDC because yeah. of dementia. He never made that announcement, and within it wasn't wasn't long after. Yeah. Several months later, he, he was gone, and it it was rapid. It, that would be that would be really sad. It would be. It says as a result of this, and with much consideration, Bruce is stepping away from the career that has meant so much to him. This is a really challenging time for our family, and we are so appreciative of your continued love, compassion, and support. Uh, the statement said, "We are." Moving through this as a strong family unit and wanted to bring his fans in because we know how much he means to you as you do to him. According to John Hopkins Medical or Medicine, aphasia affects the area of the brain that powers language and can impact a person's ability to communicate. Mm. It's commonly caused by a stroke, like you said. Mm. 
I think that's it for this article. But I, I said I wanted to get back to the the made-for-TV or right, made-for-streaming right, right. movies. Yeah. When I was looking up articles for this, apparently Bruce Willis has been in 22 movies over three years. And he's, six, he's 67 years old? 67, yeah. Wow. So I, I guess I didn't even realize he was that old. Yeah, he's, he's pushing that. So, um, hmm. yeah, uh, this... So he's been kind of cast in these, they call them geezer teaser movies. Okay. And so what, and this sounds shitty of the producer, and I'm sure this, I mean, this was probably easy bucks for Bruce Willis. I'm not going to read the article, but basically he got, like, the producer that made most of these movies, it was the same guy, and he would basically, like, get a bunch of money donations and stuff or money pouring in to support a film that he's going to do and he teases it as hey it's going to be a bruce willis film and then it comes out and it's only got like maybe less than 10 minutes of bruce willis in it and he's more of a secondary like a father to the main character or something like that and he's like makes the first appearance on screen everybody's like oh my god it's bruce willis and then uh he's gone then after that it's pretty much gone yeah but he was getting two million dollars per appearance and like the he had some really strict uh, acting agreements. Like he would only be on set for, I think, four hours a day or eight hours mm. a day. And I think the the last one he did, he only was on set for like two days. Was wow. it? And then wow. he was gone. Uh, but but it had gotten so to the point where he had to have somebody reading his lines in an earpiece for him to because of oh he couldn't read it yeah he couldn't remember he couldn't oh, keep, wow. remember his lines and shit so while he's acting he's got an earpiece wow. in and somebody's reading the lines to him he was paying somebody two hundred thousand dollars a film to basically walk him around everywhere wow. be, be his like babysitter wow and so, so, he, so was, he was hurting that bad yeah so I mean it's going downhill quick that is um so. So oh. yeah, I mean, yeah, he's only doing a f- a couple minute things here, but still, for somebody that's on the decline like that, twenty two films in that's amazing in three years. Yeah. I, well, that's that's hard on somebody. Well, I would it think. Is. Yeah, it is. But you know, does he? Because his kids are all grown up, right? Yeah, he's not well, married I anymore. I think he's got a younger kid. Actually, I think they had talked about um, a younger kid that him and his wife or girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Uh, at the time now now is the time okay. <laughs> um that they have together so i think he has one younger one yet mm-hmm. so you know i always thought that they were going to do a definitive like die hard movie mm. you know one where he like dies and passes the torch i don't that's not going to happen it's, no. it's sad that they can't send him off on a good note with right. a good movie a good yeah finale, right you yeah know? because what was man i can't remember the last good movie he did probably I mean, one of the diehards would probably be it or the expendables which have been years ago yeah i would say i mean yeah probably the last one that was worth anything was an expendable movie i don't know let's uh look up bruce willis imdb page i wouldn't count the last diehard movie but the, maybe the one before i haven't that. seen the last one i think yeah, the last one i saw don't. was live free or die hard yeah so. that's less that's the one i mean that one's pretty good it's the one after that i wouldn't where he's with his son and they're in russia and his son's oh, like oh i think i like saw cia that or something like that i think i saw that, that one i just good. didn't yeah. remember because it was that bad yeah, i fell asleep during it <laughs> yeah so um trying to see hang on i'm gonna try to figure out what his last movie was he was in imdb is not good at all right so 2022 Die Like Lovers, The Wrong Place, Fortress, Vendetta, A Day to Die. So this, these are all the 
I mean, look at all these movies. That's all in 2022? Well, in the last three years. 2020, 21, 22. So, let's see. Between Two Ferns, the movie. I didn't know there was a movie Between Two Ferns. Me neither. That's the Zach Galifianakis talk show. show. Yeah. The Lego movie he was in. Really? The Lego movie 2, I guess. Um, The second part of the Lego movie 2. I don't know. I'm not seeing a whole lot that I recognize. First Kill, does that sound familiar to you? No. Once Upon a Time in Venice? No. Marauders? No. Um, The Prince? No. I mean, we're getting back in 2014. Really? Uh, Red 2 is the last thing I recognize. Okay, Red 2, I've seen that. And then G.I. Joe Retaliation in 2013. Yeah, okay. So, in A Good Day to Die or Hard, all of those. So, 2013 was the last known thing that I know him in. I mean, some of these might have been big films, but that I just didn't go see. But I I don't think so. I was going to say you would have heard of it, I'm pretty sure. So, so that's sad. I mean, again, it would have been nice to see him go off in, like, yeah blaze of glory but i mean yeah. that's just not how life happens sometimes um yeah. it would be nice uh if every baseball player went out with a right. world series or every yeah. right. every tom brady went out with a freaking right. uh super bowl but that's just not how it happens no <laughs> unfortunately not unfortunately most of them um go out with an injury or something like that in right. sports and then obviously in hollywood to be the same well. in hollywood or in yeah so so I guess it's good that he's stepping away, have some yeah. whatever. Hopefully he has some good years right. left with his family. Yeah. Ho- hopefully he doesn't fade out really quickly. But, yeah, I mean, that's life. Unfortunately, it is. So speaking of going out without a blaze of glory, J- uh, Jim Carrey is also considering retiring. He's fairly serious, he says, about <laughs> retiring after his latest film. Do you know what his latest film is? No. Blaze of Glory, right? Sonic the Hedgehog 2. That's his final oh, film. That's right. he's, he's the bad guy. He's choosing to go out. Yeah. Like he's he's I, I think he like should. Bruce Willis doesn't choose to yeah. step down right. at the height of his health, the right. like peak health. Jim Carrey, I want to say he's the height of his career, but he's in good health for right. for an actor that's yeah. stepping down and yeah. he's just choosing to he's like Michael Jordan stepping out for right. to play like, baseball. Um yeah. And he, he's you know, I think the the last or the first Sonic movie went out. I it was pretty successful, I think. Yeah, the, I don't know anything about the second one. I I don't think it's been released yet. I think it comes out this month. Oh, but okay. uh, the first one I enjoyed. Um, after they finally corrected, uh, due, oh, due yeah. to, to public pressure, <laughs> corrected the artistic design of Sonic. Yeah. But I thought Jim Carrey was fantastic in yeah. that, and I liked a lot of the uh, um, throwbacks to the old video game and stuff okay. like that. It, I I enjoyed that movie. I actually watched it for the first time. Probably two or three months ago. So, okay. um, so this one is from uh, theguardian.com. It says Jim Carrey is fairly serious about retiring after his latest film. It says Bruce Almighty and the Mask Star suggest role as Doctor Robotnik in Sonic the Hedgehog Two is likely to be his last. I mean, he's just fed up with fucking Hollywood. He yeah. has been for years. Actually, well, after his girlfriend or ex girlfriend committed suicide, yeah, he just totally did a one eighty. Well, they like, came after him and tried to. Like, oh, did blame. they? Well, yeah, because they said it was like his pills, and he gave oh, her the pills gotcha. and stuff. Like her family sure. sued him and stuff. So, um, yeah, it just. But but he seemed to like really do like a spiritual one eighty. Yeah, and like all of a sudden it's like he's just done with the bullshit. Right? Yeah, more and it's altruistic. Like, yeah, more. Um, I don't know. He for a while there, it was almost like he was 
talking about like this whole thing's a simulation, right. you know, right. just, and he's probably still talking some of this stuff. And yeah. I was actually surprised he did a Sonic the Hedgehog film because right. I, I'm surprised he's done any film since, to be honest, because yeah. it didn't seem like he was going to go back and be Jim Carrey. That's right. for sure. I yeah. thought maybe he'd do some side films or some indie films right. or at least some serious, more yeah. like spiritual driven Films right. like that, but you mean seeing them like on the Dove Network or <laughs> <laughs> not? Not like that. Don't be ridiculous. No. <laughs> so this says the comic actor Jim Carrey has said he is fairly serious about retiring after his latest film in an interview. The actor, best known for leading roles in films including Bruce Almighty, The Mask, and How the Grinch Stole Christmas, you're not going to mention Dumb and Dumber or Ace Ventura. Yeah. No, he's not best no. known for Bruce Almighty, The Mask, and The Grinch. He's yeah. best known for Dumb and Dumber yeah. and Ace Ventura. Yeah. Those were his big out. Yeah like breakout hits and those are what he's best known for. Yeah. Maybe I guess the newer generation might. But I don't even think they'd re- the, the mask came out no. about that same time. Yeah. Why would they liar, pick the liar? Why I mean, yeah, why would they pick the mask over dumb yeah. and dumber? That uh, doesn't make sense. He says, "Well, I'm retiring. Yeah, probably. I'm being fairly serious." That doesn't sound right. very serious. So yeah. he might Tom Brady us. We might yeah. actually get lucky and he, he Tom Brady's us. He might like just be like, you know, Unless there's like a role that I feel like I gotta do, the Truman Show. Uh, well, that's ba- yeah, the, the Truman Show is fan fucking tastic, yeah, right? Uh, the uh, the Majestic was Majestic. fantastic. Yeah. So he's one that can. He's super versatile. Yes. Like he went from yes. comedy to serious, and he yeah. killed it. He yeah. crushed it. Says depends if the angels bring some sort of script that's written in gold, gold ink that says to me that it's going to be really important for people to see. I might continue down the road, but I'm taking a break. Yeah. He added, I really like my quiet life, and I really like putting paint on canvas, and I really love my spiritual life, and I feel like, and this is something you might never hear another celebrity say as long as time exists, I've had enough. I've done enough. I am enough. Um, So that was his response in answer to a question about starring in a film about Dolly Parton's life. Uh, so, so, I mean, there you go. He's been, he's been doing his thing for since early 90s. Yeah. So... Roughly yeah. thirty years, probably. Um, he, actually, I remember seeing him in uh, a, like he had like a, oh, Once Bitten. Oh, Did you ever see know. that one? No. I think it came out in eighty six, eighty seven. It's a, right. like a vampire comedy movie. Yeah, but his breakout so, roles, I would say, were in Living it, Color. I think was the big oh, okay, one. Okay, yeah, the, with the Wayans brothers. Yeah. So, so there's that. Two. Yeah. I mean, two sad announcements. There. Yeah. Again, uh, Jim Carrey's not as sad uh, yeah, because no. there's always yeah. a chance he right. can come back. But, but the diminishment of Bruce Willis, I think, is really sad. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, shit. I mean, what? Clint Eastwood's 90. And he's still acting. He's directing <laughs> and acting. Yeah. That guy isn't going away either. He was doing no. the the good drugs, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I see Carrey coming back. Yeah, I really do. I don't think he'll stay away forever. No. I think he'll do something. Maybe some voice work or something. Yeah, but um, it, does he have kids? I'm sure he does. I don't. Yeah. I don't keep track of I all of them. Um, but hearing his response to the Will Smith slap, like he's fed up. He's done yeah. with Hollywood. He's so fucking over Hollywood. Yeah. He basically he's like, we used to be the cool kids, and yeah. that's gone. That that's been long gone. It's yeah. over too. Um, and. Basically, he said they basically cowered to Will Smith, and they they didn't have balls to actually discipline him or anything. And so he's not wrong. No, and it's well, it was interesting. It's interesting that now he's announcing his retirement because uh, three or four days ago he made that statement saying that he would sue the shit out of Mm. Will Smith for two hundred million dollars if that happened to him, and people were like, "You never." 
never hear uh, like a A-lister mega celebrity like Jim Carrey talking like that about an A-lister mega celebrity Will Smith. They just don't have those feuds right. or those those public. Um, I don't even you want to call it a feud, but just like that. Public condemning or right, whatever animosity. Yeah, those are things you say for like the Miley Cyrus and right. Taylor Swift right, of the right, world right, or yeah. people like that. You don't see these like mega mega stars having that, but and they're like, I I wonder what kind of blowback Jim Carrey will get for yeah. coming out against Will Smith. Well, he doesn't fucking care because yeah, he's exactly. done. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, like you can yeah, I'll say wants. whatever I want. I'm I'm out anyway. And, see, but, you see know, you, bitches. I mean, and to be honest, if Will Smith had like any type of of manhood left let him talk the shit yeah i mean he he deserved it he brought it on himself sure he did a dumbass thing and he needs to take the absolutely and uh the only people that could stand up to a-listers like that is Is a-listers themselves absolutely because i mean the producers yeah they give them the job and stuff the 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 networks give them the jobs but i mean who's really make who's given who what in right. that situation yeah. is is the network or the producer giving Will Smith doing a favor for Will Smith right. or is Will Smith the one doing the favor for the networks right. and the you know it, it's yeah. I'm pretty sure Will Smith holds all the power in that relationship Absolutely. and you know any other type like you said it has to be an A-list because like you said if Miley Cyrus were like well I think Will Smith was on the wrong on that it's like who yeah who are you yeah exactly <laughs> who the fuck are you <laughs> so Moving on. Does she have a southern accent? I don't even know. I don't know if it's... I don't know what she has, okay. to be honest. Right. She has a Miley Cyrus voice, and I okay. hate it, so... Um, <laughs> when she sings country, she has a southern accent. That makes sense. <laughs> but when she sings... It's kind of like Taylor Swift. She has a southern no, accent when she sings it yeah. country, but when she sings pop, she has a completely different accent. That makes sense. <laughs> so, more stuff. More TMZ talk here. So, like, the whole... I, I, I see the whole um, industry as kind of on a steady decline. Well, it, it seems like it, it has hit the the peak. No, oh, I think it hit a and, peak a and long it, time. It's teetering over into the, the waves of total chaos and about ready to well, self-destruct. It's like it hit the peak and wants to continue to go upwards. Right, but, it, but nobody because else profit, is pushing it. Just because <laughs> the thing with corporations is they the same profit right. last year – is not profit. You right. always want to make more profit than well, you did last I, year. And if you made, say, $100 billion in profit last year, if you make $100 billion in profit this year, you're doing something wrong. Do you think on the heels of, of the COVID shutdowns, right, where mm-hmm. movies were irrelevant? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, nobody went to movies except for maybe me. But they were old <laughs> movies. <laughs> yeah. But it's like people just didn't care. I mean, their life didn't really miss a beat. You didn't really hear anybody being like, well, my life sucks because there's new, new no movies out, right? You know, or anything. Then everything went to stream too, so that made yeah. the like big right. And some went to permanent movies. streams, yeah, right. Like HBO Max, it'll be like, oh, we're gonna release Dune and we're gonna re- release on HBO Max at the same time, yeah, or Disney Plus, ex- right? Exclusive, but but and so the then screen. you got Hollywood pulling shit with Will Smith and stuff, and I think people are just like. I don't fucking care. Yeah. You know, it's like Hollywood just is, is irrelevant. It's one of those, it's made itself to be an institution over the last hundred years that nobody really considers vital. Well, they've, especially during the pandemic, they all decided to come out and be like the voice of right, reason. Yeah. I mean, they're they've all tried sitting in their, to be, their villas in Venice 
you know, surrounded with, you know, their their people at pool and party and yeah. everything be like, make sure you stay at home, you know. It's like for there I mean, there's always been a chunk of us that didn't have the blinders on to that right. type yes. of people. Yeah. But and they've for a long time been the political like trying to be the voice right. for for all the commoners down there. But I think since COVID, the blinders have come off for at least fifty percent of the people during all of the bullshit of COVID and them trying to push it and stuff and push this agenda. That I mean, the emperor's standing there, freaking butt ass naked, and we're, we're fifty at least fifty percent of us are actually seeing that now. It's yeah. just like. Who the fuck are you? Right. Why are you the one that's that's like, like, sh- just fucking shut up and act? Right, Come yeah. on, like you're, you're you're a monkey dance. Yeah, we pay you to dance, monkey. Yeah. We don't pay you for your political commentary. Right. We don't pay you for um to to fight um the politicians out there. Right. Like like yeah. We don't we don't want that. We just want a, a good fucking movie. And yeah. when was the last time a good movie came out in the first place? Yeah. That wasn't like riddled with some sort of uh, yeah. agenda driven activism or some sort. Yeah. I, I would say the Batman movie was good. The which one? The new one that just came I out. I didn't see that. Yeah. I didn't I know you that. saw it. I did. I've seen it twice. All right. <laughs> you didn't tell me about that. I'm sorry. You... <laughs> we didn't have this discussion. We did not. I'm sorry. I just bring this honey during the show. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so uh, another example of um, the industry, the people of the industry mm. trying to get on this agenda or get like be the be the the saviors of the wokeness of the world. Um, so so we've talked about the DeSantis's. Right. Never say gay, Bill. Right. Don't yeah. say gay, Bill. Which is gay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah. So that got passed, I yeah. guess. Well, Disney has come out and vowed to fight this in the courts. It's like. Right. Like, why? Why? Yeah. Well, why are you doing well, this? Why is this your fight? Yeah. I, I understand if you want. I mean, it, sure. If you want to come out and speak against it, do whatever ads against it. But are you really going to fight this in yeah. court as a media industry? Right. Yeah, and they're they're talking about uh, pulling like political donations. It's like fine, fuck it, pull yeah. your political donations right. because those types of business corporations should not be donating to the political. They, they have no say right. in the the in the politics of the world. Yeah. They shouldn't be funding right politics in the first place. Yeah, as well as all and, the other corporations. And, and of the let's world. face it, I mean they're not they're not dumb enough to be like, well, fine, we're gonna make we're gonna put Disney World up in Georgia then. So. <laughs> So, yeah, who's going to go to Disney World yeah. in Georgia? Right. God damn. Um, South Carolina. There you go. There, yes, yes. <laughs> Apparently, one of the shareholders sees this as a waste of money. Like like a, a big one, shareholder or uh, like a... doesn't matter. Okay. Does I mean... Because my dad's a shareholder of the Packers, and do you think they would listen to him if he was like, well, this Fox, is bullshit? Fox Business picked this oh, up, okay. So, okay. so it's big enough that Fox <laughs> Business picks this up. It says a Disney shareholder tells... The CEO of Disney uh, to stop wasting money on political crusades it says Ray Keating is a Disney shareholder and editor of DisneyBizJournal.com. So he's, okay. I mean, he's got some clout. Yeah, he's not just <laughs> got like <laughs> fifty bucks in stock with with Disney. So this one is from, like I said, FoxBusiness.com. It says a Disney shareholder speaking out against the company's involvement in Florida politics by actively opposing the Republican-led parental rights and education bill championed by Republican Governor Ron DeSantis. 
Ray Keating, an economist and editor of DisneyBizJournal.com, said when companies dive into politics, it rarely turns out well. Here's a suggestion for Disney CEO Bob Chapek. Get back to business. That is excellence in storytelling and stop wasting shareholders' money on political crusades that have nothing to do with Disney's business, Keating told Fox News Digital. And I understand his point. He's a shareholder, yeah. which means he's making a percentage of right. the profits yeah. that come in. And when they're more concerned about putting money into politics than they are about putting out a decent freaking right. Disney film, yeah. then... I would be concerned, too. Yeah. I mean, you're a shareholder, which means you own part of the business, and you have the right to say, stop spending my money on on shit, on shit that we have no business yeah. in spending money on. He says, we all have the right to have our voices heard on issues, but not on the shareholder's dime. DeSantis signed the legislation into law this week that bars instruction on sexual orientation or gender identity in kindergarten through third grade. I mean, it's three grades. Yeah, is that really right? And I mean, I thought it. I thought it was across the board. I was like, yeah. that. I mean, that is kind of pushing it to not mention gender right. or anything. Yeah, I, that's what I thought. I thought it was all through like, high school. All school, yeah, like in sex ed or anything like yeah. that. You got to at least bring it up. That's like right. saying the only sex ed we're going to talk about is abstinence because right. Uh, right. Um, we don't support premarital sex. Right. So we can only, I mean, that was the case for years yeah. in a lot of states. It right. might still be the case in some states, but um, people yeah. are going to have sex. I'm sorry. Right. People are going to be gay. I'm sorry, whether yeah. you agree with it or not. So right. to not address that is concerning. Yeah. But kindergarten through third grade, why do we even need to talk say, about it at all? They don't even... White, know what sex is. Or yeah, shouldn't. They shouldn't. It says critics have depicted the bill as hurtful to LGBTQ inclusiveness and dubbed it the don't say gay bill. When I was in school, we never talked about sex ed. No. We never talked. I don't even think I knew what gay was in third no. grade. I'm sorry, but I. Well, I, I think we, we. We probably said that's gay. We, we used terms that, you know, probably now would people, not be yeah. allowed to say now. That, faggot? Are you yes. trying to say faggot? Yeah. Yes, we would say faggot. And I, I know we played smear the queer. <laughs> So yes. we do the whole homo say what and be like what? Holy <laughs> shit. Wow, we did say a lot of those. Yes, we did. <laughs> but again, did we know what no. really any of that was? No. And did the teacher come out and I, the teacher probably did tell us to play smear the queer? You're probably right there. <laughs> so it says under pressure from LGBTQ activists and progressive employees, some of whom have walked out of the job in protest. Disney's Chapek eventually criticized Florida legislation, paused all political giving in Florida, and apologized to employees. Apologized for what? Right. You didn't fucking pass the bill. You right. didn't write the bill. You didn't uh, push any. What, why did that jump back to the top? You, you didn't push any. Uh, right. You didn't give money for it or yeah. anything. You didn't like push any yeah. ads on your service. What are you apologizing yeah. for? Oh, I'm so sorry for somebody else's legislation. I'm so sorry for the democratically elected yeah. government that put this thing into place right. through democratic yeah. processes. I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry if I had anything to do or didn't right. have enough right. against it. He says, you needed me to be a stronger ally in the fight for equal rights, and I let you down. Does that sound like some freaking... Yes. <laughs> it sounds like he's posturing. <laughs> it's fucking... It's so stupid. Like, oh, I, you needed me, and I didn't... I wasn't there for you. It's like, nobody needs you. Nobody fucking needs you. Just pay you. the fucking bills. And if you've got... 
If you've got these employees, these LGBTQ, whatever, employees, thinking that they needed you to do that, right. then then we have so yeah. many other so concerns. I don't expect my boss to, like, fight for me politically. No. It, I don't expect him to go to the governor and be like, hey, you need to t- cut these taxes now. Right. No. <laughs> I, I can do that on my own. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, just the, imagine the envi- environment you work in. If you've got your employees to believe that they need you to champion yeah. their own sexual right. rights or their own yeah. gender rights as as their boss right. as the CEO of this company that's a that's a bigger problem to me than this law getting yeah. passed or whatever and i don't see a problem with this law getting passed no. i fully support that i guess being yeah. kindergarten, kindergarten through third, third grade. grade absolutely 100% support it says uh he says i am sorry says Disney this week said it will work to repeal the legislation in Florida because it's dedicated to standing up for the rights and safety of the LGBTQ plus community. That's all. I'm not going to read the rest of it because it just gets into what the bill is. And we already we I mean, we discussed it. What what have you? What do you think of this Chapek guy? What do you think of that statement? I think he I think he's overreaching and he's being overly dramatic. (laughs) Like you said, he's a boss and he. He's got one job, mm-hmm. right? It's it's Disney Entertainment. It's entertainment, mm-hmm. right? Nobody's looking to him to to fight the good fight, you know. And and it's not even a good fight. Of all the companies that are championing the exclu- the inclusivity, whatever that word is, yes. of the LGBTQ community, I I think Disney's got a leg up on most of them i think so on the inclusivity of all like minority groups i think disney is doing an okay bang up job right i mean they still haven't gone too much with like an openly gay disney princess or something like that yet yeah but i mean maybe maybe if you want to uh stand up for the rights maybe i guess do that go that route because disney's clearly too fucking scared to have I'm not saying I I want a gay Disney princess. I'm not right. saying I would care either way to be honest right. at this point. But Disney's too freaking scared to put a an openly gay character in a Disney cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, as a he star. comes Yeah, as yeah, as a yeah. star or anything like that and like be I mean they've had um on the Beauty and the Beast live action, they right. had kind of hinted right. around about it. They yeah. kind of danced around it, beat around the bush about it, but right. Too scared for that because obviously they're gonna lose yeah. the, quite a bit of money right. from the right. They, they look at the well, they look at the fucking numbers and who's gonna want to take their kids to see an openly gay princess? I mean, yeah. But maybe ten percent of the population. You'll you'll get ten percent that will be hundred percent on board with it. You'll get another forty percent that's like I don't care either way. Right. And then you'll get the other half on the right that's like, fuck it, I'm boycotting, whatever. Right. So so they don't care about the LGBT community that much. Right. Because they they like, only care about their numbers. They don't mind about losing fifty, you know, fifty million, hundred million dollars to push this message that needs to be pushed. So what do you think of this shareholder? What do you say? Stay out of politics. You think he he's, he's got, got a right a, to say it? Yeah, I, I mean, mean he wants he he wants his money taken care of. Mm-hmm. His money he doesn't want his money going into politics because that's not what he's paying for. Yeah, that's not what brings money. Really, doesn't really bring that much no. money back to him. If he wanted money to go to to politics, he'd support the um, candidate he wants to support. He's not putting money to an entertainment company to push a political agenda. Mm-hmm. And I'd be the same way. So, 
here's what Laura Ingram has to say. Beautiful. Yeah, I, I mean, we got to hear Laura Ingram because this is this is from from She's the far like the, other side, the right Rachel Maddow. Yes, which although a little bit more attractive. I mean, this this makes you hate. This makes you hate. I, I don't find Laura Ingram. I think she's she, fairly attractive. She looks like kind of like a man with a wig. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is her response to all this Disney shit that's going on right now. Um, this will make you hate both sides, I'm sure. as I, I generally do. And when Republicans they get back into power, Apple and Disney need to understand one thing: everything will be on the table your copyright and trademark protection, your special status within certain states, and even your corporate structure itself. The antitrust division at Justice needs to begin the process of considering which American companies need to be broken up once and for all for competition's sake and ultimately for the good of the consumers who pay the bills. And that's the angle. That's the angle. And when Republicans... Uh, Don't don't do it again, please. Don't do it again. I don't get what her angle is she's saying if they get involved in politics they should be broken up well basically hey if you want to get in politics politics are going to get into you is what it sounds like look you want to play politics we're going to come after you fight like you know, who is she to say that uh, it's rachel maddow she, she's oh, nobody yeah. no, to say I anything know. i know but but the the thing you got to catch there she's like the nec needs needs to uh was it nec is that what rnc said? rnc no the the government entity that re- oh, regulates yes. SEC, SEC NEC whatever needs to to choose which which companies they want to break no dude if you're coming off of hey if there's too much monopoly here you shouldn't say you shouldn't come out and be like we need to choose which ones we should break up no you, you break them all fucking up Absolutely. if that's the problem right. exactly you're obviously coming at this from your own bias right on your own side but yeah. i do agree that if disney wants to start throwing their weight around in politics well then they are just leaving themselves open for yeah. their opponent, right. political opponents now to right. come back and throw DeSantis regulations easily on them. be like, you know, um, uh, it's time Disney pays their fair share. We're going to raise our, their taxes. We're going to raise taxes and on then entertainment industry. Do? I mean, they put so much money into developing that la- massive piece of land. And then be like, oh, well, we're going to take our ball and go home. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're going like, to raise property taxes in just this area right here yeah. by a thousand percent. Yeah. right, right. So, I, it's just the whole thing's dumb. Yeah, it is. It's all dumb. It's again, again, it's like entertainers should not get involved in politics. No, no, they shouldn't. We got several more stories to get to. We are already at fifty. This might be a long yeah. one. Okay. So, I mean, that's our that's our uh, TMZ take for yes. for today. How, how the, do we do again? The, <laughs> the yeah, the the uh, entertainment industry, the uh, as a whole. As far as like the elite entertainment industry, I mean, there there's still in indie industries up, yeah. uh, that that should be doing a better job, and because I think they could soar over so, oh, as as the emperor's clothes come off, the indie industries could be could be making some yeah. kind of move on this, and they, and they but they they've got the problem is they've got to put out good shit, right. A lot of indie movies out there, specifically in like the horror genre, are just garbage. Right. Like, uh, put some money into it, put some effort into it. It's well, it's like it's like the music industry. Indie labels, yeah, what ten years ago, fifteen years ago, yeah. just started skyrocketing because yeah. the the major labels were well, being exposed as being dickheads. And and that's the problem is a lot of the indie filmmakers have gone more woke. Yeah. So instead of instead of like embracing the art artistry. Um, they've embraced the wokeism, and so they're leaving the artistry behind. Yeah, 
And so they're they're missing a key door there that they could be taking and really, like you said, soaring with it. Yeah. Well, I yeah. Yeah, something needs to change. I just see a steady decline of the entertainment industry as a whole right now. Well, so. it, it, and it has been. I mean, so uh, let's move on. We got a few more things to talk about in the news. Um, we talked a couple weeks ago that the the Biden laptop was legitimized yes. on uh, New York Times. Yes. I think it was. Yeah, finally. Yeah, yeah. They they kind of quietly legitimized the Hunter Biden laptop. Well, I've got this piece you sent me that talks about the eight. Joe Biden scandals that are inside Hunter's uh, laptop that now have to be legitimized as well. Because if you're going to legitimize the laptop as being a thing to support your cause, well, then you got to legitimize the rest of like the whole right. thing. You can't just yeah. pick and choose right, right. what you want to legitimize here. And I'm just going to. And briefly... this is from the Federalist, so it's going to have a little <laughs> bit of a right angle on it. Yeah, I'm just going to read a couple like what they are. We're not going to like discuss it too much because we've discussed. Yeah, like we did a whole piece, I think, on the laptop. So, yeah. so it's just kind of a reminder. Hey, these things were in the laptop too. So the first one is the pay to play in Ukraine. It says the most obvious scandal, bared by the emails and text messages contained on Hunter's laptop, concerns the influence profiteering Joe Biden apparently participated in during his eight years as Barack Obama's vice president. Um. It says, with Ukraine featuring heavily in the pay-to-play scheme. The New York Times, in its likely get-ahead-of-the-story coverage from last week, touched on the Ukrainian angle by noting Hunter's connection to Burisma and then quoting emails recovered from the laptop indicating the younger Biden leveraged his dad's position, then as vice president. But the Times' surface coverage of the Burisma scandal doesn't nearly surf- or suffice says the Times made no mention of Hunter's appointment to Burisma Holding Board of Directors at a reported salary of $50,000 a month during his dad's time as vice president. Hunter Biden had no experience in energy. So so there's that. That's right. the big one. But And I think that they're missing the big door on that one, mm-hmm. is that Biden wasn't the only one doing the play to, uh, pay-to-play yeah. game. I mean, it, it's been a, a Clinton Foundation staple. Yeah, It's like, hey— Haiti, pay to play. Hey, yeah. Ukraine, pay to play. You right. know, I mean, it, so everybody who is everybody, I think, was getting in on the game. Biden's just a piece of that puzzle. Well, this one's specifically talking about Burisma and how he leveraged his dad, and he's just like, I'll get you in touch with, yeah, you know. The VP. Yeah. So the next one was China. That was another big one. It says, Ukraine is but a patch on the influence peddling undertaken by Hunter on behalf of, quote-unquote, the big guy. Remember that? Mm -hmm. As younger Biden referred to his dad. China also played a large role in the family enterprise, as demonstrated by, again, passing coverage in November 2021. Then the Times reported in brief that Hunter Biden's joint global equity firm, the Bohai Harvest Equity Investment Fund, had helped coordinate the purchase of a Chinese or by a Chinese mining company of the world's largest cobalt source in the Congo. Mm. Wow. So (laughs) we got them getting in bed with China to source cobalt from Congo. Great. Mm -hmm. Says the deal gave China control over a huge chunk of the world's known cobalt supplies and an ingredient necessary to make electric car batteries and the role of Hunter Biden's company in the transaction against or again connects directly to Joe Biden as Hunter reportedly launched that new joint enterprise with Chinese business partners less than two weeks after he traveled to China on Air Force Two with the then-Vice President father. Mm. 
There's also, besides Ukraine and China, there was also shit with uh, Moscow, Kazakhstan, and others. Says documents that Hunter also received combined three and a half million from the wife of former Moscow mayor, a Kazakhstan investor, and several other individuals. There's no reason to think that a person willing to let his son sell access to the vice president of the United States would close the money train to just a few countries. Um, then there's the big uh, Ukraine firing the prosecutor. I remember that. Yeah, the whole thing that got Donald Trump impeached. Yeah, right. That when he went looking into that, when that's the one where Biden is basically like, uh, looks like that guy needs to be fired. Wink, wink, wink. Mm. You need to fire that guy. And sure as shit, guess what happened? Guy got fired. And then Donald Trump went looking into that mm-hmm. pre-election, and that's what he got impeached for. Said I, I said I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars. I said you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here in I think it was about six hours. I looked at them and I said I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor is not fired, you're not getting the money. Well, son of a bitch, he got fired, and they put in place someone who was solid at the time. So th- these are things that he. Talked about publicly. Yeah. Publicly. And yet, for some reason, Donald Trump gets impeached for threatening to withhold money from Ukraine if they don't look into it. Uh, Talks about Obama-Biden administration ignoring conflicts of interest. Um, Says Biden also needs to answer questions about his decision to ignore the clear conflict of interest involving with him negotiating with the same countries. Hunter was shaking down. Of course, since the big guy was in on the scam... Bowing out over conflicts of interest is the lesser of evils, but it is still worth investigating to assess how Biden handled the concerns raised by the Obama administration's State Department. Talks about the intelligence community's briefing of Biden. Um, possible collusion to interfere in the 2020 election. I can't get into all these. We're running out of time. Uh, and then <laughs> Joe Biden is a lying dog-faced pony soldier. <laughs> the final soldier? Well, remember he said that to some... Oh, that's right. And I think she was probably asking about this. It says, Final Joe Biden scandal. The press should push President Biden to answer his concerns, his lies to the American public. While there are too many to count, to merit further questioning. First, the media should demand Biden answer for lying to the country when he seethed, I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their business, period. So that was one lie. The second bold-faced lie... Uh, came during his pre-election debate with Trump when Trump raised the laptop from hell, when Trump asked Biden if he was saying the laptop is now another Russia hoax. The then-Democratic candidate replied, that's exactly what I was told. So so there's that. There's all that stuff that he should answer for. Do you think he will answer for it? No. No, nobody's going to ask those questions. Do you think anything comes out of this Biden laptop even? Do you think Hunter Biden's even I, going, going to get think, anything? I think when uh, Biden is out of office, it, it will be raised. You think so? Yeah. Something will pop up. Or maybe this is the thing that brings Biden down. Remember we said he's That's not going to make it through. They're going to push him out somehow. That's possible. And the medical thing's not I getting mean, him may, out. Maybe that's that's the thing. Maybe Biden said something and they got... and. They're like, okay, we need to get rid of this guy. Yeah. Where's that laptop again? Uh, yeah. Well, you said that wasn't real. <laughs> when I said that wasn't real, <laughs> I th- I thought we were on the same page to 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 closet that for a later date. <sighs> so more scandal coming up, coming out from th- it's like the 2020 scandal, election 
cycle yes. scandals resurfacing. Uh, do you hear about the eight-hour gap with Donald Trump in it? Because they 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 pulled they subpoenaed all his phone conversations and stuff, and there's this eight-hour gap there, and it's so much worse than because what was there like a two and a half minute gap in yeah. the the Nixon tapes and everybody right. was like, well, obviously it's hiding something. There's two and a half minute gap there. Well, there's this eight hour gap. Maybe the guy just wasn't on his phone that right? time. Right, yeah. You know, maybe he's just like, fuck it, I'm going to bed. Maybe he took a nap. Yeah. How many times did Joe Biden take a nap during a crisis? Exactly. I mean, where's, where's the gap in- no, Hillary went to bed during Benghazi. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> Biden went to bed when, uh, when he found out that Putin was invading Ukraine. Right? So, I mean, maybe people just want to sleep. I mean, it was a big day for him. Yeah, January 2nd, it was no, a big sure. day. He's like, I don't want to have anything to do with this. There's probably a good chance he was on a burner phone, to be honest. <laughs> so, so, so some of the, because this talks about um, Trump's eight-hour gap, minute by minute during the January 6th riot. I just want to talk about a couple things here because I'm so sick of hearing about this. It says, over the past four months, this is from AP News, um, over the past Four months, a lot has surfaced about what Trump did do and say on January 6th in text tweets, videos, calls, and other conversations. The following account is based on testimony, timelines, and eyewitnesses. It sounds like the beginning of, uh, like, uh, like, like um, one of those crime mysteries. Yeah, unsolved mysteries. Yeah. The following accounts are based on testimony, These timelines, are actors, and not actual people. Eyewitness reports gathered by the Associated Press and the Washington Post. And CBS News. And, that's a lot of ands. There are commas that can separate these things. <laughs> From officials and people familiar with events who spoke to the AP. Can you imagine that being on the yeah. beginning of, uh, of Unsolved Mysteries? All right, all right, come on, get on with Maybe it. there's a commercial somewhere. <laughs> so, the first was that he was mad at his number two. We already know that. It says, Trump entered the Oval Office at 11.08. By that time, about 400... Pro-Trump demonstrators had already amassed at the Capitol. He placed a call to VP Mike Pence. Their only conversation of the day. It didn't go well. Trump wanted Pence to stop. Yeah, we know that shit. At 11.38, the president left the White House to address his rally on the Ellipse, a big grassy oval behind the White House, about a mile or so from the Capitol. It was bitter cold, but that didn't keep the crowd away. Trump was on stage by 11.57 and addressed supporters until 1.15. Um, that's when he said, we fight like hell. We fight, we fight like hell. Um, if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country. And then he says, we're going to walk down to the cap or walk down to the Capitol. You remember that? Oh, yes. we all remember that. Oh, yes. Uh, it says growing crowds were migrated to the Capitol almost immediately after Trump concluded. They're throwing metal poles at us. The officer said in a panicked voice. He, after he called for backup, I guess Capitol Police called for backup. Multiple law enforcement injuries. Would Trump himself head for the Capitol as he'd suggested in his speech? It was unclear at first, but his motorcade turned and headed back to the White House. At 121, Trump met with his valet at the White House. Uh, it says, logs say. At the Capitol, meanwhile, then Capitol Police Chief Stephen's son begged for help from the National Guard as the crowd became increasingly violent. By then, the TV networks had picked up the melee. They called it a melee. Yeah, it's getting extreme. Yeah, it is. Um, And we're broadcasting live as the mob broke through police barricades. 
Do you remember seeing breaking through police barricades no, or police, the police moving the, bar- the barricades? Yeah. And advanced towards the doors of the building where lawmakers were doing they their sure shit. sure do like to uh, rewrite history a lot, right. don't they? By 2 p.m., the U.S. Capitol was locked down. Pence was evacuated at 2.11. Congress was evacuated at 2.15. You know who they forgot to evacuate? Who? AOC. No, they went to get her in the other... She, she wasn't she even was, in the yeah, building. she was in the other building, but and, she had t- PTSD. Yeah. At 2.43, demonstrator Babbitt was shot. Yeah, we know all this shit. No official record has surfaced yet of what Trump was doing during this time. The next entry into his daily diary is, is it really, does he have an actual diary? Do they have access to it? I I mean, do you really want to look at Trump's diary? I I do. (laughs) Dear diary, this mob is so huge. I mean, my fans are so bigly. You should see how bigly the turnout was here. Everybody loves me, and they, they just support me fully and they are attacking i mean they are protesting (laughs) did you see just like scratch over it (laughs) the capital as we speak and supporting our constitution uh diary i just want to let you know that my hair looks exquisite during my speech there was a little a little gust of wind that blew my hair and it looked kind of funny for a few minutes but but my hair looked fantastic (laughs) And then maybe maybe he dropped his diary, and it's like, shit, how do I get my diary now? <laughs> he says, the next entry in his daily diary is until 4.03 when he went out to the Rose Garden to tape a public address after frantic urging. Dear diary, I'm going to go out and make an address now. <laughs> but during this time, Trump was hardly idle. He was in touch with lawmakers, and he was... According to aides, watching the violence unfold on national television, and he was tweeting... At 2.28, he tweeted, so so this just goes back and forth, and yeah. like nobody could get a hold of him, so they started like tweeting at him to tell him to stop the madness and all the shit, that it's gone too far, and even um, his son was DMing somebody and saying, look, this has gone too far, tell him, tell him to shut the shit down, and that's when at 4 o'clock or sometime he came out and he's like, uh, yeah, everybody, this needs to stop, go home. Go home. We need law and order. Law and order. Remember how many times he said yes. that? You have to go home now. Then it says, but they didn't. <laughs> Things were still widely out of control. In fact, the Capitol building was not secure until 534. I mean, how? I, does that mean, hey, it was, it was just, I mean, it was obviously a mess there. Right, obviously. Right. There was a lot of people there. 4.15, he says go home. 5.30, they're finally out of there. Right. How long did it take us to get out of that fucking venue Right. at... Oh, yeah. And how, how at, long do you think... At least an hour. ...it took for the entire venue to be completely empty? Yeah, at yeah. least an hour. And we're talking an hour and 15 yeah. minutes here. So it, that's, that, that's, that's not, not surprising yeah. to me. Right. By 6.01, his message was, these are the things and events that happen when a sacred landslide election victory is so unceremoniously... Envision- Basically, they're telling us... Absolutely nothing in this no. article. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like yeah, minute by they, minute. They don't tell us anything new. This is what happened during that eight hours. Yes, it tells us the shit that we already know happened during yeah. that eight hours. Why didn't he tweet for eight hours? Why yeah. didn't he write in his diary? Yeah, why don't we? And it sounds like they have a pretty good idea of what was going on because yeah. they have these phone calls with these different people. Yeah, maybe his phone records don't show these phone yeah. calls and shit, but I don't think this is like Nixon level damning right. yeah. at any yeah. by any stretch. So, keep trying. Yeah, so 
Anything going to come out of this one, you think? No. I think they're just no. trying to keep him from yeah. running again. Absolutely. They're trying to is. keep him as the big demon, the big bad guy that won't, that way he can't run. Sure. So let's move across the pond for just the last couple of minutes here. Because we got a couple of elections going on over there that don't sound like they're going to go too much better than uh, our 2020 election. Because no. France has an election coming up in the next couple of days. And we've got the the French uh, President Macron. Is that how you pronounce his name? Macron. 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 Um, and he is being challenged by a couple of crazies, it sounds like. One is almost specifically like... A Donald Trump, really? a French it, French Donald hair? Trump. I don't know, but it's um, it's talking about how there's one, and they're both quote unquote far right. So they're they're afraid France and a lot of Europe's going to swing far right here pretty quick um, because this French na- nationalist leader Marine Le Pen has apparently softened her red- rhetoric and image to broaden her appeal in next week's election. Says it's unclear or it. It's under threat from a provocative rival who has broken her monopoly as the watchdog of the country's identity that they claim is under threat. For more than a decade, Le Pen has been known for her fierce anti-immigration stance, seeing herself as standing guard at the parapets of French civilization. That's dramatic. (laughs) Now she's honing in on consumers' buying power, the top concern for voters. I obviously consider that immigration and insecurity are serious problems which need urgent answers, but there is not just that. Uh, Le Pen, head of National Rally Party during a TV show featuring voters' questions, says, I worry about making ends meet as much as the end of France. So she's, she's talking about inflation. She's actually talking about the things that a lot of the voters are concerned about. Right. She's being a politician. Yeah, but she's coming at it from like a populist like angle, yeah. like Trump did. Sure, but no, 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 no. Wait till you hear this guy. Oh, okay, okay. Eric Zemmour okay. is a political novice running under the banner banner of his newly created Reconquest with an exclamation point party. Oh, it's not just the Reconquest party; it's the Recon Reconquest explanation party. They had to put the exclamation point okay. on it. I like it. I've never seen a political party. I mean, you got like panic at the disco, which is <laughs> weird when they have the exclamation point. I thought that was weird, but a political party with an exclamation point. <laughs> I, I think that's the new trend. I, it's, that's it's gonna be. be if Trump runs again in 2024, it's going to be MAGA with an exclamation mark. MAGA party. It's going to be the MAGA party. MAGA probably. party, yes. Uh, so his new created Reconquest party, you got to say it with exclamation, <laughs> is now portraying himself as the protector of old France with bold proposal on immigration and Islam. He has proposed a remigration ministry equipped with airplanes to expedite the expulsions of what he says are in undesirable immigrant wow. or migrants. Why fly him out? Just put him on a catapult. I mean, this is this is what they said Donald Trump was right. in 2016 when he said, "Hey, we're going to shut down because of terrorists coming across yeah. the border. We're just going to shut down migration from certain countries until we can get this right. whole border crisis figured out." And Yes, people called that racist or whatever, and yes, it probably had some racist undertones to it, but this is what they said he was doing. Like, he is out publicly saying, yeah, we're just going to all put put all these undesirables on an airplane and ship them back out of here. Yeah, you've heard of migration. We're re-migrating them back. We're sending their asses back. Says their rival... (laughs) 
rivalry illustrates France's increasing tilt towards a hard right and how that has set the agenda for the presidential election held in two rounds on April 10th and the 24th. That's weird. How that is, is, weird. is it like uh, is it like a like a, a bracket? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, what's the word I'm trying to say? Um, a tournament. There you go. Okay. God, okay. I could not think of the word. Yeah. They, they, the, the losers go have a loser bracket. Is that how they pick the vice president? Right. Is the loser brackets head off? It says while polls suggest centrist president Emmanuel Macron is the front runner, nearly half of the respondents say they're ready to vote for a far right candidate in a decisive runoff. And that's despite the fact that Zemmour, a TV pundit, so you're talking like say like a Sean Hannity type, yeah. um, decides to form a political party with an exclamation point and run for president. Or a reality TV show star at that. Yeah, right. <laughs> it says, says, that's despite the fact Zamor, a TV pundit who models himself after former U.S. Do- President Donald Trump, has been convicted three times of inciting racial or religious hatred. Does he Jeez. say he models himself after Donald right. Trump? Or do they say yeah. that? Because there's a difference. Zamor who said he entered the race to save France has made conspiracy theory known as the made the conspiracy theory known as the great replacement the centerpiece of his campaign the term evokes a false white supremacist claim that immigrants and other people of color notably muslims are supplanting natives of western countries and will one day erase christian civilization this guy is yeah, batshit. Hopefully, he crazy. does not get elected. This guy up. is batshit crazy. But but you know, I they're missing the key points here. My guess is that over the last couple of years, a lot of people in France got tired of the lockdowns. They well, got tired. France of, had some horrible immigration. Uh, oh, like, they did. And well, and they're the ones that have the 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 no go zones, right? Where yeah. they have um, like these ghetto areas where they have um, Islamic immigration. Yeah. And and please don't even go into these areas yeah. because they're like so scared of it, and it, it's it's almost segregation. But again, they're they're looking at the point the the fact that they're not they're overlooking the fact that Macron has done things that has pissed people off in France, mm-hmm. and these other guys are coming in saying that it's not going to happen on their watch, and that's why people are turned on by it. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's kind of how Donald Trump made his claim exactly. to fame so too. They're, they're, whether they're racist or far right or or elitist or nationalist or whatever. I mean, that's just a a byproduct of the fact that people are tired of Macron's socialist shit. Yeah. Yeah, it just swings far one way and then swings far back the other way. And, I mean, that's the problem with polarized politics is if you swing so far to the left, there's going to be people that get really fed up with that, and then they're going to pull that far. I mean, they're going to push further away from the center because they're like, well, we don't want to associate with the right. policies over there, so we need to form this exclamation mark party over here that is like completely and blatantly against that there. Right. So and then pull it far back over this way, and that's just how the world. I I thought yeah. it was just the U.S. was just subject oh, to sure. to that kind of shit because I thought all of Europe was just all kind of fading into right. slipping into uh, really left wing socialist policy. Well, it yeah. seems like. There are actually people over there that want to pull it far back, yeah. just the way there are people here that want to pull it far back. Absolutely, that's why politics are bullshit. There, uh, the other uh, big political thing going on across the pond is Hungary. Just today, voted a quote unquote authoritarian 
prime minister, who's also pro-Putin as prime minister. And this is the, the last and final one. We are way over our time here. But but these were a couple things in Europe that had to be mentioned and pointed out. Yeah. Because with everything else going on there, we can, the fact that a lot of countries seem to be falling to far-right authoritarian is what they're saying, at least, right. um, could be concerning. It says Hungary's nationalist prime minister, Viktor Orban, declared victory in Sunday's— Oh, so he was already their prime minister. Oh. Uh, sounds like because it says his, the nationals prime minister declared victory on sunday's national elections it says in a 10-minute speech to fidesz party officials supporters at an election night even in budapest orban addressed a crowd cheering victor and declared it was a huge victory for his party we want a victory so big that you can see it from the moon <laughs> who does that yeah. sound like that sounds like donald trump <laughs> oh, you could see it was a landslide victory. You could see it from the moon, and you could you can never see any victory so big. I mean, seriously, and you could certainly see it from Brussels," said Orban, who has often been condemned by the European Union for overseeing democratic backsliding and alleged corruption. While votes were still being tallied, it appeared clear that the question was not whether Orban's Fidesz party would take the election, but by how much. With around 91% of the votes tallied, Orban's uh, coalition had won 53%, while a pro-European opposition coalition, United for Hungary, had just over 34%, according to the national election. So it sounds like he was already the prime minister, but he's authoritarian, and they were trying to get rid of him? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting The to. one concerning thing is um, Hungary's authoritarian leader— calls Zelensky an opponent after winning the re-election. So I, I, I feel like maybe he was holding back on yeah. his rhetoric about the war until after he wins the election because yeah. he doesn't want it to affect his election. Right. And now yeah. that he's elected, he's like, oh, by the way, uh, we're coming for you too, bitch. Yeah. And Putin, you my boy. <laughs> my boy. <laughs> my boy, Blue. Thanks for all the votes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the help on this one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, the thing I read uh, um, is that actually um, uh, the World Economic Forum has been trying to get rid of Orban for a while. Oh, so maybe that—I mean, it makes you wonder how far right these people are, or right. is it their opponents of the WEF or yeah, some of these more progressive-leaning um, organizations? But mm -hmm. who knows? Um, I don't know anything about the guy, but no. if—I mean, if he gets involved in this, this war against— Ukraine now, right. man. This that's going yeah. to really bring up some major right. issues. And fucking Hungary is the one that kind of, uh, you know, kind of helped expand out World War One. So yeah. it's like, stop well, it. Well, Hungary <laughs> is like on the other side of Ukraine yeah. as Russia. So now yeah. Ukraine's kind of sandwiched between mm -hmm. Hungary and Ukraine. So and then they got we'll Belarus see how this goes. And and God bless. Yeah, man. this is going to be a mess. And. I mean, there's there's so much shit going on with the hungry Ukraine war that mm -hmm. we're. I mean, we we got to talk again tomorrow because uh, Zelensky in Ukraine is talking is declaring that um, Russia genocided yeah, right. people in Ukraine as as the Russian troops are pulling back from Kiev. Uh, I mean, there's dead people. Right. Yeah. There's dead people. I'm not. I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm not going to gloss over that. Yes, that sucks. That's sad. Yeah. I mean, it's a fucking war. Right. You had to know there's going to be dead people, yeah. even civilians. Yes. I'm sorry. There was airstrikes and, and shit. And 
sadly enough, there's probably some some you know women and children. Yeah, but but it we're going to talk about this tomorrow because it. I mean, the narrative is just seems fishy to yeah. me. Like Zelensky's coming out and saying, "Oh, he's just trying to wipe out our entire civilization." It's like. Based on what three hundred dead people? Right. You're saying that he's wiping Actually, out your civilization. I think I've heard that the the numbers are up at like fourteen hundred, but I think well, they just recently found for like the a mass bunch graves of that they're yeah, talking right. they that they're talking about graves. was genocide. The mass yeah. graves um, was anywhere from twelve to four hundred. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so depending That's on who you ask, pretty good number. So so CNN saw twelve. Uh, the locals there said there's probably 150 in these mass graves. Yeah. And the mayor come out and he's like, actually, I, I bet there's about 400 there. Yeah. And it's just like, who yeah. do and, we, and, whose and side do we take? And there, he's like, shit, I didn't tell them to do that. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, I mean, war's a dirty business. I'm sorry. Yeah. It is. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying, hey, giving them a pass. Hey, it right. was war. We understand. You killed right. people. Yeah. We understand. No, right. that's not what I'm saying. It was a shitty thing. Yeah. And they're talking like people tied up and stuff. But now it seems like people are pushing for more engagement on Russia. Like somebody from MSNBC came out and said, we need to directly engage yeah. Russia now because of this genocide yeah. over here. And it, it just reminds me of all the other uh, red flags that pulled us into every other right. fucking war out there. So I think yeah. tomorrow... We're gonna do like a red flag watch and okay. and look at this, look at some other red flags in history, and kind of compare it all. Yeah. We we've mentioned a lot of them throughout our shows and stuff, but yeah. we haven't dug into. No, I mean the, we need a good dig into some red do. flags. Yeah, we do need a good dig one. Um, yeah. The prime minister of Germany came out and said that uh, that what was it? Um, he felt like oh because of that mass grave thing. Yeah, that uh, we need even more sanctions on Russia. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's just keep pushing them more into a corner, and so maybe he'll push that nuclear button. Yeah. Well, Pol- and Poland came out and said that they are absolutely ready to receive America's nukes. Yeah, I saw that too. Man, there's so much that we haven't even got I to know. in today's. There's episode. a lot. So maybe tomorrow. We'll so we had a half the show, which went way long, as TMZ Hollywood, because yes. I mean, a lot of that stuff needs to be mentioned yeah. too, because these are the people that. A good chunk of Americans model their life around. They yeah. they they take their word worth gold, right. and so we got to point out the bullshit where it is. Um, and then we got all this other stuff that's going on around the world that we had to mention. So, yeah. on that note, we get, we're well well over our hour. We're this at an hour a, and twenty three minutes. Long wrap up. We had a lot to wrap up. Yes, so some weeks it's just like, what are we going to talk about? Yes. Then some weeks it's just like, oh shit, it there's a lot. Itself. So. Make sure you show up for that episode uh, tomorrow night, that live stream. We're going to talk about red flags. It's going to be a fun one because that's a fun topic for me. Um, That'll be 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on YouTube. We stream on Facebook Live, and we stream on Twitter Live. So uh, you can find us on any of those. Uh, Make sure you show up for that. Invite your friends. It's going to be fun. Uh, We'll have a good time with it. Absolutely. Uh, check us out all over social media. You can find us at all of them for the most part. Most of them are our handle is Break the Bell Pod. Otherwise, you can just go to our website at BreakTheBellPod.com. You can find access to most of our major social medias or access to our, our merch store and all that shit and help support us in that way. We will talk to you later. Have a great rest of your weekend, whatever time you have left of it. Uh, goodbye. Peace. The Brick the Bell Podcast is brought to you by you. 
So pat yourself on the back, because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Justin Zelinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and Tio Jacobson. A shout-out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On The Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.